Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Lady Winter by Lean Geller For many people in Great Britain the 25th of December is a very special day. Churches celebrate their reason for existing. Children eagerly rip open carefully wrapped sheets of paper to free their heart's desires. Families sit around the biggest table they know of and eat until standing upright becomes problematic. Chestnuts are apparently roasted on open fires, or so we're told. Even the sternest of individuals smile if they think they hear the sound of bells outside their window pane. You'll notice that many of the reasons this day of the year is so special often occur whilst people are sitting inside. This is mostly because going outside is often a good way to encourage frostbite in the extremities. So, from Mr. William Bennett, who was occupying the driver's seat of a very old and very battered van whilst attempting to make his way through a seasonal blizzard, it was not a very special day at all. William didn't like the taste of roasted chestnuts. He had no family to spend the day with, no cooking skill to indulge in, and he privately joked that if he ever stepped into a church he might burst into flames. Although given how cold he was right then, that particular fate might not have been so bad.at the ripe old age of sixty when the freezing temperature had settled into his bones a lot more than he would have liked to admit. The gloves on his hands and the big overcoat he was wearing presented an able enough defense for his body but his face was left open to the deathly cold. His jaw chattered away as his eyes tried to peer through the constant deluge of white flakes on his windscreen in the darkness before him. Why in the hell was he doing this rather than sitting on his couch at home sipping whiskey in front of his fireplace? William was a repairman by trade and there was nothing quite as in demand during the holiday season than a repairman who didn't celebrate the holiday season. One of his old clients had suggested him to an old lady whose central heating system had apparently given up the ghost in some remote cottage out there in the middle of nowhere. She'd had enough electric heaters to keep her warm enough but since old people and the winter cold didn't often mix well William had packed up his van and headed out at the start of the evening to see if he could help. When he'd set off it had been snowing heavily but since then the wind had picked up, night had fallen, and he was getting steadily more and more nervous about himself rather than old Mrs. Pickering with her electric heaters. He couldn't see more than ten feet in front of his windshield and was perhaps overly relying on his one reluctant concession to the modern world, satellite navigation. It was that same satellite navigation that had placed him on a narrow country road in the middle of a field that was growing worryingly wider by the second. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Will quickly flicked off the all-too-familiar song as it crackled out over his radio. Now was not a time to start tempting irony. The momentary distraction was all that the storm needed. It was only a split second but as his eyes looked back to the road he saw the low stone wall too late. His hands clenched on the wheel, violently twisting it to one side as the thunderous inevitable impact racked his body with shock. The front of the van buckled as steel twisted against stone and what was flung hard against his seatbelt. His jaw crunched down against the steering wheel making his vision blur and his tongue taste the coppery warmth of his own blood. 
coarse flakes of icy snow battered against his face, and as the world once again materialized around him he found that he was slumped against the steering wheel and looking out through a shattered window of the driver's side door. The pure whiteness of the lightly laying snow seemed to take on a faint blue color in the darkness beyond. The crash had broken both lights of the van, and the incoming white flecks contrasted against the pitch black outside. Winter closed in around him, stealing what little warmth there was from inside the van and replacing it with raw chilling cold. William shook his head and testingly poked his tongue against the roof of his mouth. He'd bitten his tongue as he'd crashed but thankfully the injury wasn't very serious. Using the stinging sensation to regain his wits, he felt the weight of fear sink into his gut. A glance at the front of the van was all he needed to see that it wasn't going anywhere any time soon. It didn't stop him trying as he shifted the gear stick into reverse and revved the engine. Not even a muttered.it was time to start worrying. His coat and his gloves were thick but the blizzard could eventually entrench the van. If he stayed the vehicle wouldn't offer much shelter, and if he became snowed in on such a remote road he might not be found for days. The small device of his satellite navigation system had been smashed during the impact but he had a reasonable idea of where he needed to go. It was just a few miles. He could make IT.IT wasn't like he had a lot of choice in the matter. Stumbling out of the van, he was careful not to tear open his gloves on the broken glass. Inside the shelter that the vehicle provided it was deathly cold. Outside, the wind howled and the icy temperature bit deeply into his flesh even through his big coat. Snow was settling on the ground, it had been doing so for the last half hour. Before long it would start to make his steps more dangerous. He'd need to take his time. Time he didn't have. Stealing his own resolve, he tensed against the blistering gale and started walking the road. He had his coat, his heavy boots, thick pants and his gloves. It wasn't so terrible. Or at least that's what he kept telling himself. One foot constantly found its place in front of the other in a stubborn rhythm that matched his increasingly labored breathing. The snowflakes stuck to the bare skin of his face, settling in his thick gray beard and over his bushy eyebrows that a sudden heavy impact rattled him as the wind picked up and raced between the waist-high walls on either side of the road. The sudden gale almost took his legs from under him. His feet slipped in the snow, and he fought to regain his balance. It didn't take him long to start moving again. Gritting his teeth, he reminded himself that he was nothing if not a stubborn old bastard. As he walked, he thought of Mrs. Pickering and idly wondered if she appreciated the lengths he was going to in order to fix her heating system. He probably wouldn't be able to now, of course. His tools and his equipment were in his van. Still, at least it'd be a better night for her than it was going to be for him. At 61, he was still in pretty decent shape. His neatly trimmed beard and silver hair were kept tidy and short. A lifetime of working with his hands had given him some impressive muscle that hadn't entirely vanished with age. His body had once been suited to such a trial, but the years had certainly taken their toll. The weather didn't help as his chest began to stab and his limbs ached against the whistling wind. Against that constant barrage his senses couldn't pick up the noise nor see the lights of the car that was blitzing toward him until it was far too late. The sudden flash of the headlights approaching at truly idiotic speed made him lift his arm in an attempt to wave down the vehicle. The car was going fast. Too fast. 
it was all he could to just flail his arms about in an effort to warn them he was there before his legs were smashed to pieces and he felt the sudden hard impact of the bonnet and then the roof as his body was thrown across the car like a broken rag doll. Despite it all he was still conscious when he landed on the soft snow that had formed upon the road. He tasted a lot more of his own blood gurgling up from within his throat, and there was the pain of hot knives sinking into his thighs and only numbness beneath. Trying to move his left arm proved impossible, and so he struggled with his right instead. Breathing was a problem. He knew at least one of his ribs had pierced his lung when it had snapped against the hood of the car. It was difficult to form any kind of thought before his body convulsed in agony. Above him he heard footsteps and then voices. People were standing around him, and he saw their dark silhouettes in the crimson illumination of their car's rear lights. His eyes refused to focus and his voice wouldn't come forth. Maybe he'd his head too hard upon the roof. Fucking hell! What were you thinking, man? A voice in the dark. He came out of nowhere. Another voice. This one was more shaken. The driver? We'll get nicked if we call anyone. Look at him. He's gone anyway. The first sounded more detached, although both figures sounded like they were talking from a long way away. Well, we can't leave him, Robbie. Whined the second again. Put him in the river. A third, cooler and calmer voice. Fuck off. Both the first and the second replied to the third. They won't find him in this for weeks, months maybe if it freezes over. The third voice calmly reasoned. The conversation should have alarmed William a lot more than it did. He couldn't concentrate. They said some other things before their hands were grabbing at him. Their voices had become little more than muffled mutters in the dark. Fresh hot knives of pain grasped his legs and then slowly started to numb as he began to lose consciousness. He felt himself being carried. For a moment there was heat and a softness beneath him, and then there was only the cold again that he felt himself being dragged over rough stone, his limp defenseless form hanging there over some sort of low wall before his shattered legs were tipped up and he crashed down into water that burned cold. Fire consumed his lungs as he struggled uselessly to breathe. His arm, the only limb that still worked, desperately tried to claw back up to the air above. It was no use. The freezing water consumed him whole and he fell into the blackness below. The fire in him died, the pain numbed and all that was left of him slowly floated down to the bottom of the river. Given his circumstances it was something of a surprise when he woke up. It wasn't the sound of an emergency room that greeted him either. Probably for the best. Given the state he was in he most likely had needed to spend a lot of time consuming all his food through a straw. It wasn't a prospect he really liked the idea of that he'd yet to open his eyes. Part of him hardly dared. His body seemed restored, such as it was. The softness in which he laid had a pleasant fluffiness to it that reminded him of clouds, and he desperately hoped that he wasn't about to have a face-to-face with St. Peter. It took him several minutes before curiosity outweighed fear and he finally had to know where he was. He lifted his eyelids to look out upon the afterlife. Ice. Ice and snow. It was everywhere. Not bad English winter everywhere either. More like Antarctica everywhere. Everything was made of pure white with enormous glaciers rising above him and spilling around the spires of a castle forged from the purest blue ice. 
The place was a majestic testament to winter with great towers and a rolling drawbridge settled above a moat in which snow remained settled and unmoved for eternity. William sat up and realized that something was wrong. He wasn't cold. Temperature didn't seem to be something he felt any longer. He checked his other senses. His eyes were obviously working. He could feel the snow beneath him. The scent of his gloves was easily settled in his nostrils, and he tasted the cool flakes of snow upon them. A few claps of his hands showed that his senses seemed to be functioning fine. He just simply couldn't feel the cold anymore. It sure as hell didn't seem like any afterlife he'd ever heard of. Not unless, he thought back to his days in the army. The girl he'd been seeing was arguing with him. She was hot-tempered, red-haired and beautiful in a way he didn't know existed until he'd met her. Up my arse! Up my arse, he says! William Bennett, if you think you're ever putting anything up there, then you should know that you've got more chance of hell freezing over. Her yells and that distantly familiar playful anger echoed in his memory. Well, he married her shortly after, and after a few years they started getting slightly more adventurous in the bedroom, and, well, it was the only explanation he could think of at such short notice. The thought did remind him of her. She died in her late thirties in a road accident. A bitter thought ran through him as he considered that was something else they now had in common. He never believed in the afterlife, and if he had he still wouldn't have liked the idea of it. Never-ending happiness for just the small price of your soul? The idea seemed to cheapen what it was to be alive. The only saving grace was that he might have gotten to see his wife again. It seemed that wasn't the way it worked. With a short sniff he buried those feelings down where they belonged and made his way toward the castle since it was the only sign of anything in the barren wintry landscape. As well as being hauntingly beautiful to behold, the blue ice castle was also staggeringly enormous. Parts of it didn't seem like they should have been able to stand but gravity didn't seem quite as important here. He walked over the bridge across the moat of snow and under the great gates set into the outer wall. The courtyard beyond was filled with frozen fountains and beautifully crafted ice statues. There was even a frozen likeness of a few trees and he noted beautiful sapphire roses of the glassy frozen substance crawling up the wall beside the gate. The snow crunched beneath his feet as he looked around and tugged off his gloves along with his overcoat. He laid them over the still fountain and made for the door. He didn't notice the way that they vanished behind him. Not even a chill passed through him despite his lack of winter wear in such an obviously freezing climate. Lifting his fingers to run his hand through the bristly strands of his beard, William pushed the great door and heard the sudden crack as it jerked and forced itself open. The massive arch in which the door was set suddenly emptied as the door split in two and swung to either side in a grating, jerky motion. The sudden loud noise in amidst all the silence made William jump with a startled little grunt before he peered beyond. Eerie blue light emanated from beneath the ice to show the inner castle. A massive hall lay before him. Great tables were carved from frozen slabs and intricately decorated with various runes and images. Massive pillars lifted to the roof above which was covered in its own great carvings that seemed more magnificent to behold than the decorations of the greatest houses of human worship. William actually stopped breathing as he looked over his surroundings. It was the stuff of dreams. Eerie, silent and stunningly beautiful. Then he saw the elevated floor at the opposite end of the room and what lay upon it. A great throne, tall, mighty and made of icicles that had been somehow intricately woven together in an intricate crisscross pattern. 
The throne itself was encased in clear frozen crystal and seated upon it was a lone female figure. She was at once the most terrifying and beautiful creature that William had ever laid eyes on. It was obvious she wasn't human despite her womanly shape. Her skin was the same magnificent blue as the ice of her castle, though it retained none of the glassy texture. Instead it was rich and deep as it lightly glittered like freshly laid snow in morning sunlight. Looking at her was a difficult task for modesty, and decency called for him to turn away and if he hadn't been quite so entranced he actually might have. The woman was completely naked save for a crown of silver atop her head. Her body was flawlessly proportioned with slender shoulders that were raised in a confident pose and flowed into the slender waves of muscle along her arms. Fingers as delicate as snowflakes tipped with long nails as dangerous as icicles gripped the arms of the throne as she sat upright encased in her crystal prison. The beautifully round swells of her breasts were perfectly curved and settled proudly on her chest, their firm supple peaks rising to light blue nipples. Her waist was trim, and she had a smooth belly that made his fingers itch to run along the gentle contours of all she had to offer. Womanly hips flared at her waist into a beautiful arch as her bottom rested upon the throne and her long gorgeous legs were parted to show a glimpse of her sex between them. Like her nipples, the skin of those soft petals at the apex of her thighs was a lighter shade of blue than the rest of her. Her bare feet rested on the floor beneath her with heels flaring out and toes pointed slightly inward. She was the pinnacle of womanly allure until her face was glimpsed through the ice. Inhuman beauty stared out at him and yet like the beauty of winter it was stern, cold, and cruel. Her full lips were tightly pressed together and her fierce eyes gleamed like sapphires at all who entered her domain. Hair poured from beneath the crown in waves of midnight silk to those proud shoulders of hers. She appeared to be anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five though one had only to meet her gaze to know her agelessness. A mere glance told him that she was truly ancient, everlasting and very, very powerful. It wasn't until he looked right into those cold blue eyes that he realized he'd been walking towards her. She didn't move inside her crystal prison. The clear ice that she and her throne had been encased within never shifted. Her eyes remained open, vigilantly staring forward at the door to her hall. That was when William reached out and touched that sub-zero prison and felt the ice beneath his fingers alarmingly begin to split under his touch. At fist it was just a small chip beneath where his fingertip had pressed against the smooth surface of the glassy substance. That little mark then fractured into a long crack and that crack splintered into similar veins that spread throughout the clear material. The crackling noise of the ice beginning to break thundered through the silent hall until finally he could no longer see the woman beneath for the fractures were so many and so frequent. It was then, with a deafening thunderclap, the ice exploded outward in tiny shards. William raised his hands to cover his eyes until he felt the explosion pass him. When he lowered his hands he found himself eye to eye with the great lady who was seated beneath. Her gaze burned into him at freezing point. Looking into those eyes as they now looked back into his felt unsettlingly as if he'd gone for a quick swim in a bath of liquid nitrogen. She regarded him for a long moment, looking him directly in the eye as she stood a few steps from her throne and a few inches taller than he was. She moved with such speed that he hadn't even glimpsed it. One moment she'd been sitting, then the next she was stood there only a few feet from where he was standing. What trespasses upon my domain? Her voice was dangerously calm. 
It resonated through him with such power that he felt his knees weaken and his heart begin to race. A viciously sharp edge hung at the edge of its strange melody. William looked about quickly for any signs of trespassing. Then the penny dropped and he turned back to her, not without summoning a great deal of courage to do so. My end name is William. The slight stutter in his voice was born out of fear rather than the temperature. What is a William? She asked with an edge of impatience that he did not like at all. What am I? I'm a man. He sure as hell hoped he still was at any rate. A man? A human? I have not had a human in my kingdom for millennia. Perhaps you are not what you say you are. Perhaps I should dig inside you and find out what makes you. Her hand raised in a smooth, graceful gesture, and he caught sight of her wickedly razor-edged fingernails. No. No. Please. I am a man and, is this what happens when you die? He couldn't keep the question restrained within him any longer. The beautiful creature tilted her head sharply at a slight angle as he asked her his question. There was a brief pause in which her expression remained hard and otherwise unreadable. It is what happens when you die. She finally answered that he didn't quite know what to do with that. How did you arrive in my domain? She asked when he didn't say anything further. Well, that was a hell of a question, wasn't it? He almost didn't remember. It was all a blur. There was cold, then he was hit by something and there was pain. Then there were voices. He couldn't remember what they said. Finally he remembered the water. Water and darkness. I think I drowned. They. His memory was hazy. The figures in the dark. They did something. They threw me into a river. They hit me with their car and threw me into a freezing river. The words weren't spoken with the anger that was rightfully his. Instead there was simply shock and a sorrowful detachment from his fate. It hadn't been a nice way to die. She watched him closely, her statuesque nudity showing no hint of modesty as she stood before him. His explanation met her ears and she considered it before her deep blue lips moved to speak again. There were once ways here from the worlds of men. Ways for the souls of the sinful to fall into my realm. Passages such as these were used long ago by wise men to sacrifice souls to me in the hopes I would spare their homes from the frost and the cold. I had thought all such passages were closed. Apparently I was wrong. Her steely gaze lowered over him. Here he was stood next to her in all her naked glory and he was the one who felt self-conscious. In the years since his wife had passed away he developed a small but notable belly that swelled out over the hem of his work jeans. A thick woolen sweater hid most of his physical inadequacies, but her gaze still made him nervous. Who are you? The question had been hanging on the tip of his tongue since he first laid eyes upon her. I? Her sapphire eyes locked back upon his. And the daughter of Mother Nature and Old Father Time. You may call me Lady Winter. William swallowed a dry mouthful of air. Oh boy. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He finally admitted. I'm not sure what to do with you. The lady conceded. Well, what did you use the souls that once came here for? His eyes shifted slightly to look around the room for any sign of them. I shaped them into creatures more suited to my domain and set them to building my realm. But that was long ago and they are long since spent as my city has long since fallen. 
She turned away from him and stepped over to her throne. He watched the sinful sway of her hips and couldn't help but lower his eyes to the pleasing swell of her firm heart-shaped bottom. Stifling the urge to lick his lips, he instead shut his eyes tightly and then opened them when he'd regained control of himself. The lady was stood beside her throne regarding its shape as she ran her fingers over the long icicles that jutted outward in a mantle over the back of the great chair. Am I, or are you going to shape me into one of these creatures? He didn't particularly like the sound of that, but not knowing what his fate was had begun to steadily gnaw at his sanity. I don't think so. My power here is dwindling. The ice that you shattered was my last enchantment. It was made to slow down my decline and keep me preserved until the great winter came once more. Now I will wither here until the snows outside melt and my home crumbles into the nothingness from whence it came. There will be nothing left in all the realms but heat and fire. She didn't seem all that phased by the prospect of her apparent inevitable doom. Oh, I see. Apparently Will was one of the few individuals who could ever say that the act of dying resulted in a frying pan to fire situation. Is there anything I can do? The melodic peal of laughter from the woman's lips echoed through the great hall at such a simple question. It even made her turn away from her throne to look upon him once again. Are you a god? She inquired. Not when I last checked. Will grumbled with annoyance at being laughed at. Then no, little mortal. There is nothing you can do to stop my demise. Fear not for any of those who you may have cared for in life. The earth has plenty of ice and it will take it a few generations to melt and consume your world. She assured him in a way that wasn't entirely all that reassuring. Can't you remake the enchantment? He looked at the throne where she'd been so pristinely preserved as if it might have an on button. No. It took a great deal of my power to cast it, and that is power I no longer have. She said before retaking her seat upon the throne. So this is it? We just sit here and wait for all this to fall on our heads? Will looked up at the massive ceiling of the hall. He didn't like the sound of that plan. What happens then? Do I die again? Your body died in my river. Your soul will end here. She calmly informed him. Great. Just great. Letting out a long breath, the man slumped down on one of the stairs that led up to the throne. He settled his face into his hands and shook his head, not quite able to believe his god-awful luck. Why do you care? She asked. I care because I like being human. I liked Earth. I'd like more people to have the chance to like it too. He muttered before lifting his head up and looking back across the hall to the vast open doors and the white snow beyond. I do not think I could reshape you even if I did have the power. The lady surmised after a long moment of silence. William turned his head to look at her and felt the ache in his body as he saw that stunning form again. Why? Am I that much of a stubborn old bastard? No. You are a good man. Those cast into my realm before were always sinners. Sinners are easier to shape for their souls are weak. They can be cracked open and the power within can be reaped. You are not a sinner. You have lived your life as a good man. That is much more difficult to break apart. Stronger. Her voice carried a note of faint admiration. I was not shaped this way before. Your presence here has changed my realm. It has changed me. There are not many who could do that. What did you look like before you looked like this? 
Will's curiosity peaked once again. I was a frozen storm. Apparently turning from a force of nature into an incredibly attractive female was merely akin to replacing a pair of socks to the lady. Oh. Okay then. What did you even say to that? Why am I like this? Your soul must have had a hand in it. Not that I am complaining. This body is not entirely unpleasant. Her hand lifted for her gaze to look upon its form and shape. She then testingly wiggled her fingers and softly stroked down over her own cheek and along her collarbone. Will watched the movement, entranced by her beauty and the appealing way her fingers moved over that radiant blue flesh. I don't know. No, that was a lie. He was just too embarrassed to admit it. With a little shake of his head and a nervous pinch of his beard, he looked at her again. I mean, I don't know how I even managed to change the way you looked, but you're beautiful. I mean, if my soul knew that there was only one other person here to talk to, I am not a person. The lady gently but firmly corrected him. Okay, well then, if my soul had any influence in making a companion, I suppose it'd shape a companion that I'd, er, like the look of. If he still had any blood his head would likely have exploded with the amount of it that would have been burning his cheeks right about then. So why is your power leaving you? He quickly tried to change the subject and immediately regretted doing so. That was not a question that was likely to get him on her good side. If she even had a good side. It leaves me because I am a fool. She breathed with obvious malcontent in her voice. Long ago, when humanity knew me for who I truly was, they knew to fear me. They feared my cold and gave me the souls of their damned to shape my kingdom in the hope that I would be gentle with their weak little homes and brittle food supplies. I fed on their fear and crafted those souls into a realm of my making. I weaved great storms and kept them cold and afraid. It. It flattered my ego to be feared and worshipped. Then time passed and they built houses of stone whilst making fires to keep me at bay. The advancement of mankind was my downfall. In your time I am not even known, let alone feared. My cold is nothing to your shelters. You heat your world and keep me at bay. Soon winter will be all but dead and I along with it. I'm sorry, Will said as the lady finished. You would not have been sorry if you knew me then. The hard edge to her features was reduced and it almost seemed as if the lady was having a pang of guilt for her actions. I relied too much upon fear and sacrifice. I grew to depend upon it rather than to stay true to my nature. I am paying the price. And you're not the only one. Will added. It was strange to not to feel any anger at her for her actions. Then again he hadn't been there at the time. She looked so lost and so very alone there in her frozen home that it was difficult to feel any antagonism toward her. Perhaps that was also part of the reason his soul had influenced her shape in the way it had. He'd always found it far too easy to forgive people of their sins. I have never properly talked with a human before. You are not what I expected. She tilted her head slightly and watched him closely. What did you expect? More yelling. She simply answered that it was William's turn to burst out laughing then. It was a deep noise that filled the cold hall with a cheer it had never known until then. The sound wasn't lost upon the lady who felt a sudden desire to hear more of it. That was not normal. She was cold, she was cruel, and she did not enjoy laughter. Not until now. Well, I've always been a strange one, was said as he regained control of himself. 
Nothing like dying to give you some perspective. It's not like I was far off my time anyway, and I don't have much left to lose. There's no point in screaming my head off or acting like an idiot. He put his hands on his thighs, his words reassuring himself as he'd spoken them. No, I don't imagine there is, she said. So what do I do now? Wait. That's it. Just wait until the world falls apart. That sounded very boring. Yes. How long will it take? Here? Millions upon millions of years. Time passes slower in my realm than it does in yours. She casually informed him before crossing one long slender leg over the other and leaning to one side in a languid pose that brought fresh new delights of her shapely frame to his gaze. Okay then. Is there anything to do here to pass the time whilst I wait? Was it too much to hope that the ice castle in the realm of Lady Winter had access to a TV? I'm not entirely sure. What exactly do you do with yourselves? She asked as she inclined her head to one side and showed off the pretty blue contours of her slender neck. We watch TV, play games, listen to music, all kinds of things. He shrugged and hoped she might offer a suggestion. Do you have any clothes? I have what you made for me. Is this not how you would expect to see a human queen? You're a little bit naked. He blinked. I noticed. I do not need to keep warm. Her explanation puzzled him for a moment before he realized what she meant. Oh, well, yeah, we wear clothes to keep warm, but it's also to stop us from seeing each other, you know, but naked. Will scratched his cheek. His eyes suddenly didn't seem to know where to look. Really? I had always thought that you wore clothes for me. She seemed slightly hurt that modesty played a role in getting dressed rather than simply keeping away her cold. Well, yeah. We tend to wear more clothes in winter or we freeze. He offered in the hope of reassuring her. Your soul forged my appearance, human. So if you wanted me to be dressed then I would be. She lifted her nose to look down along its length at him. It's just a little bit distracting. Will was quickly regretting raising the subject. I am sorry you do not find me pleasant to look upon. She didn't sound sorry in the slightest. In fact, she sounded a lot like she might turn him into an ice pop at any minute. No. No, it's not that. It's er, quite the opposite, actually. He was trying desperately not to peek at her breasts. Oh? The admission certainly piqued her interest as her beautifully lined black eyebrows raised in a distinctive expression of pleasant surprise. You find me too appealing? Well, it's difficult to concentrate on what I should be concentrating on with you all naked like that. He admitted somewhat sheepishly. What are you trying to concentrate upon? She shifted again and turned from haughty to enticing as she leaned her upper body forward and rested her bare arm across her lap. You know, being dead? Wow. Real smooth, Will. No. This is interesting. I have never been admired in such a way before. She quickly shifted the subject back on track. Tell me more. As Will was wondering just how in the hell he'd managed to get himself into the situation he currently inhabited, the woman pushed herself up from the throne to stand and approach him again. He'd been sat at an angle with his back turned and his head shifted toward her, and her sudden movement made him quickly jolt upright to face her and take a step back. There was a very hungry look in those icy blue eyes of hers that frightened the hell out of him. Do you like my face? No. 
My face isn't what you try not to look upon. The light sway of her hips as she walked toward him moved in a steady scintillating rhythm. Her hands lifted to run her fingertips over the great swells of her soft cushy tits and will licked his lips whilst taking another step backwards. These? Are these what make you nervous? She grasped those ripe globes and squeezed gently. Will watched as her eyes closed at the sensation and her body gave a little twitch when she gently pinched her own bare nipples. Will's jaw practically bounced off the floor as he stood there in stunned reveration for the exquisite female, so shamelessly displaying herself for him. Delighted, Lady Winter pressed forward as she felt some all-too-human pleasure sizzling through her chilled veins. This is really inappropriate, Will murmured as he watched her close the distance between them. Why? The lady asked as she peered at him and gently lowered her hands to press her bare tits up against his chest. Electric sensations crackled through her as her flesh met the firmness of his broad muscle beneath his. It's just not done. His tone didn't quite match his words. It was somewhat dazed and pleasantly confused. Why not? Her hand lifted and he felt her fingertips slowly tease their way along his jawline. He felt like he was frozen to the spot. We hardly know each other. He spluttered for sense and found none. The beautiful lady laughed at his pitiful attempts at maintaining decency in a thoroughly indecent situation. We are all that we have for the foreseeable future, William. Your presence here forces me into this shape and I haven't the power to change it. This body and this mind you have given me will soon grow tired as time rakes by so slowly. I no longer have the patience of a glacier and you wouldn't want me to become temperamental. She offered the steady little warning on a cool breath. Air, no. I definitely don't want that. He agreed. Then you will show me how humans admire each other. I believe it begins with the lips making contact? She inquired in a way that definitely made William reconsider the idea that he'd landed in a frozen hell. With lightly trembling hands, he reached up to stroke his fingers over her sides and across her lower back. He felt the swell at her hips that he knew all too well led down into the beautifully proportioned bare bottom beneath. She felt like smooth, cool glass that shaped and quivered beneath his touch as he timidly pulled her against him. The chill of her breath on his lips made him shiver in a way that the snow and the ice all around them never could have. With a sudden rallying of his courage, he tilted his head slightly and closed his eyes as his lips sought out hers. The first contact between those silken seams felt like a jolt of energy that coursed through him and thought gave way to instinct as he kissed Lady Winter. The bristles of his whiskers tickled at her as she felt him show her just how beautiful he thought she was in the most addictively intimate fashion. The sensation of his lips upon hers drew forth a surge of longing from within her new human shape and she quickly returned the kiss by mimicking the gentle rhythm of the sensual caress. It had begun as a timid albeit genuine gesture but as her arms lifted up to wrap about his shoulders his confidence surged and he teased her lips open enough to playfully flick the tip of his tongue against hers. This new offering plunged the dynamic of the kiss from gentle and tender to downright scintillating. The woman wanted more of that touch and she quickly meshed her tongue against his as he pulled her naked shapely form against him tightly. Both participants soon found that they couldn't get enough of each other. For the lady the sensation was completely unaccustomed to anything she'd ever known. The only thing she had to compare it to was the eye of the storm as pleasure and serenity filled her whilst all around her she felt the roar in her ears and the inevitable oncoming hurricane of desire. What's more there was power in this act. 
That power buzzed through her frozen body and reminded her of her lost glory whilst holding out the promise of delights and wonders she'd never before been able to comprehend. William was experiencing an altogether different set of pleasures as he felt the unique sensation of a kiss that crackled with frosty lust. The usual rush of heat fell to the wayside in the lady's realm and was replaced instead with a pleasantly invigorating sensation that wasn't entirely dissimilar to sticking one's head in a bucket of ice-cold water on a hot, musty day. It wasn't natural to find such pleasure in the cold for humans are naturally warm-blooded, and so the alien sensation carried an enchanting allure. She was learning the dance of the kiss all too quickly and he found familiarity rushing back in a touch he thought he'd left behind long ago. That sudden twinge inside his chest that so deeply yearned for her came quite suddenly, and without warning. He didn't give a damn who or what she was. Right then those silken lips were his, and he knew he'd feel empty without their touch. The cool touch of her metal crown was felt upon his brow as he teased her lower lip between his teeth, and lightly nipped at the yielding flesh. The sharpness of his teeth was soon washed away with a stroke of his lips and she hissed with approval. More. Her breathless demand rallied a surge of fresh energy within him. Come here. He interlaced his fingers with her cold blue digits and carefully led her toward one of the long frost-covered dining tables that lined the flanks of the room. The exquisite female followed his lead with a jagged predatory glint in her cold blue eyes. He felt his lower back settle against the edge of the table, and he quickly released her hands to grasp the trim circumference of her waist. The touch of his hands upon the firm flesh just above the alluring curve of her hips made her draw a hiss of breath through perfect ivory-white teeth. In a quick movement he lifted her up from the ground and perched her heart-shaped sapphire-hued bottom upon the surface of the table. She sat there, her legs bent to hang over the edge as her thighs parted and the crown of silver icicles adorning her brow fell away to shatter carelessly upon the ground. Silken waves of midnight hair cascaded into a smooth mantle across her bare shoulders. The loss of her crown was given little attention since William was gently settling his lips upon the nape of her neck. The touch of him between her open legs as he settled against her brought a quiver of unexpected delight throughout her body. Every single time he touched her she felt the shock of the oncoming storm crackling through her skin. It was a feeling that sizzled through her as he traced his soft lips along her collarbone and down between the plump globes of her ample breasts. As his kiss caressed her freshly formed female perfection, the bristles of his beard tickled and teased along her neck. At the apex of her thighs she felt the first little wave of need wash up against her waiting shores. William loved the way she felt against his teasing mouth. His tongue slowly licked along the inner curves of those magnificent breasts and amidst a sensation that wasn't entirely dissimilar to licking an eye sculpture. Feeling his tongue on her sensitive skin made the lady close her eyes and loll her head back for her smooth black hair to pool upon the surface of the table. Arching her back, she instinctively lifted those beautiful mounds toward his ravenous mouth. His hands held the edge of the table at either side of her as his lips encircled the hard little peak of her nipple. The feeling of his lips gently claiming one of those hard little nubs drew forth a bliss-fueled moan from the lady. He gave the little bud a gentle squeeze of his lips before sucking more of her breast into his mouth and allowing his tongue to flick over the offered treat. The moan grew steadily louder and reached its crescendo in a thoroughly pleased squeal when his teeth lightly nipped upon her pebbled flesh. Slowly, he descended down to one knee 
the nipple of Lady Winter popping from his lips as he deftly ran his tongue across the smooth inclines of her tight abdomen, down into the V-shaped valley where the waves of pleasure were steadily crashing ever more forcefully against the shore. She knew that when she felt his touch there on those delicate petals that she would lose control. He would have her completely, and there would be little she could do about it. It wasn't until much later that he realized just how terrified such an idea made her dot he kissed those smooth, hairless lower lips with a gentle, affectionate tenderness which brought about a deafening scream from the woman that made the ice around them split from the forceful shockwave. The noise was sweet music to his ears and Lady Winter fell to the blissful pleasure as his tongue licked over her saturated pussy. Her knees lifted up and her long, slender legs were held aloft in the air in an effort to give the man easier access to the sweetness of her core. Her nectar was the most delicious thing he'd ever tasted, sweet and rich with the chill of fresh spring water. The waves of her bliss steadily grew higher and higher as they crashed through her freshly formed, beautifully feminine shape. She felt her toes curl and her body tighten as he slipped his tongue into her tasty depths and wiggled the delightful muscle in amidst her pussy. As his tongue eagerly plundered her, the feel of the hairs of his beard lightly tickling the little sensitive nub of her clit caused her to lift her chest and inhale a needless gasp of air. She then released a revelatory cry of ecstasy as his tongue slipped out of her and swirled around that explosive little bud, reaching down in an attempt to hold back that thunderous uncontrollable surge of her climax. She grasped his silvery hair and amidst slender fingers and instead found herself desperately holding his head against her convulsing cunt. The first ultimate rise of her orgasm crashed through her like a hurricane and made her tingle all the way down to her fingertips and toes. She hadn't noticed the way William had begun to tenderly trace the tip of his tongue between the velvet lips of her swollen labia. The sudden and unexpected shock of him suddenly and ferociously flicking his tongue in feather-light caresses over her clit brought her to the brink again almost immediately. Her entire body shook with the force of a thunderous orgasm that racked her body with a feeling she had never known until mere minutes beforehand with intensity she couldn't comprehend the limits of. It left her breathless and gasping upon the surface of the icy table, her shapely limbs falling limply down around her. Upon feeling the tight grip of her hand in his hair begin to loosen, William gave those sexy velvet blue lips a final and rather pleasingly wet kiss goodbye. He then lifted himself up and settled a very affectionate kiss upon her mouth that she dreamily managed to return as she experienced the all-too-pleasing afterglow of what he'd done for her. The sapphire eyes that had sent a chill down his spine when he'd first met her gaze were closed and there was a thoroughly satisfied expression on her impossibly beautiful face that definitely fanned his ego. Suddenly he felt her legs shift from where they had fallen to hang over the edge of the table and come alive again to snap quickly around his waist and lock her heels together behind his back. She quite obviously didn't want him getting away any time soon. There was also something very firm inside his old work jeans that settled rather invitingly against her freshly sensitive pussy. Of course she knew the ins and outs, so to speak, of human mating but she had never before bothered to take even the remotest interest until now. She did not bring life, she ended it. The end result of sex was pregnancy, and it wasn't as if she needed a child so therefore she'd quite obliviously overlooked the apparent perks of the act itself. Her eyes opened to look upon him. William was nearly blinded by the intense bright light that her eyes emitted. 
He couldn't see a trace of the sapphire blue anymore and needing her gaze vaguely reminded him of a time he'd rather stupidly looked directly at the sun. Rulark! He somewhat ineloquently yelped as he lifted his arms to cover his eyes and jolted upright to get away from the intensity of that powerful brightness. She caught the feeling of concern that twanged inside her immediately. Concern wasn't something she was made to feel and it stood out in her mind like a slab of coal thrown into a field of lilies. She hadn't expected the light to come forth. She'd felt the pleasure but she hadn't known the power in the act she'd just been on the receiving end of. There had been a hint of it in the kissing that had made her hungry for more but the pure concentrated bliss of his tongue on her pussy had made her oblivious to certain other effects it was having upon her. The light immediately faded as she reigned in the newfound energy within herself. She blinked a few times making her long dark lashes caress her cheeks as he lowered his arms and looked around with a somewhat amusingly bog-eyed expression. Eventually his vision cleared and he saw her laid there. Her round breast settled perfectly on her chest as she rested back on her elbows and kept her legs firmly locked around him. He ventured a slightly confused smile before he wiped his eyes and gave voice to his puzzlement. What was that? You nearly blinded me. His tone was much more curious than accusatory. You cannot be blinded here. She quickly informed him before taking a moment to consider him and reply to his question. There is much power in this act. Power I did not know existed until now. William's jaw hung limply at the statement. Enough power to save you? To save everything? He spluttered in astonishment. There was a long moment of silence before Lady Winter finally nodded her head. Possibly. I would need more. Much more. William couldn't help but let out a dumbfounded chuckle before he shook his head in disbelief. Is something wrong? The lady asked obviously somewhat annoyed by his amusement in pleasuring her. No. No, it's just that. Are you sure this isn't heaven? Will worthlessly apologize for his silliness by kissing her smooth cheek. I do not know of heaven. There are gods, but they are not what humans think they are. If there is a heaven, this certainly isn't it. She pointedly chided him for attempting to imply that she'd plagiarized her realm. Why do you ask such a stupid thing? Because if there was a heaven then this is pretty close to what a lot of guys think heaven is, he said. Isn't the human idea of heaven a sickeningly warm utopia? My realm is not such a place. It was her turn to appear confused. It's more like a place where you can find peace and happiness, he explained. You find peace and happiness here? Lady Winter briefly courted with the idea that her new companion might have been slightly mad. Her realm was nothing but a cold place for the long-forgotten souls of dead sinners. You're telling me that you need me to pleasure you, the most incredibly powerful and unutterably gorgeous creature I've ever seen, again and again in order to save the world as I know it. I'd have settled for harps, clouds, St. Peter and all that but as far as afterlifes go I think yours wins by a mile. He punctuated his point by lowering his mouth to hers and kissing her lips with a wild and victorious hunger. The kiss made her tighten her legs about him and lift one of her hands to tenderly caress along his slightly shaggy jawline. The kiss was brief but powerful and left her eager to continue their dalliance. You find peace and happiness in pleasuring me? She seemed skeptical. Well, yes. He grinned. The lines in his face seemed to have been crafted by smiles long since forgotten. The grin faltered after a moment into an expression of slight apprehension. 
Is that okay? For a moment he'd forgotten who he was talking to. From what he'd seen Lady Winter wasn't meant to be the embodiment of happiness and joy. She was supposed to be cold and cruel as well as the harbinger of death and destruction. She then offered him a smile that made his knees weak and lifted her head to kiss his cheek as he had done for her. It is satisfactory, she affirmed with perhaps a little too much eagerness and to his enormous relief. But I am curious now. Do you not feel as I did? You seem very tense, she said with a slight grind of her hips that smushed her pussy against the bulge in his jeans. That was the understatement of all time. Right about then William felt like his cock could have been used to prop up London Bridge. I didn't want to get ahead of myself, he confessed. I would be a poor host if I were to merely take what could be shared. You should indulge yourself, she suggested as her eyes dropped down between them and she loosened her thighs from around his waist to allow him to shed his jeans. It didn't take a great deal of enticing as William quickly reached down to tug his heavy woolen sweater over his head and cast it away on the frost-covered floor. She laid eyes on the impressive musculature of his broad shoulders and thick powerful arms and the slight contrast in his protruding belly. His chest was covered with a light layer of silvery hair that narrowed down to his waist and flared out a little before disappearing beneath the hem of his jeans. Quickly kicking off his boots, he'd forgotten his surroundings in his haste and yet as his bare feet touched the frozen floor he didn't feel the slightest discomfort. His belt was soon unbuckled and his jeans were firmly tugged down his legs along with his underwear. It was only when he stood upright again did she see the impressively proportioned member stubbornly pointing up at her from between his legs. The very sight of the thing made an excited quiver run through her shapely figure. Understanding the mechanics of the act, she willingly spread her legs open in a beautiful V-shape to display the glistening lower lips of her horny pussy. William didn't need any more incentive as he stepped up to where she lay back upon the table, her juicy cunt at exactly the right height for his cock to thrust inside her. It only took a moment to position his pulsing cock against her and slowly push himself into her waiting slippery sheath. The act of entering her made them both groan in harmony as William seemed made to fit the lady as his cock spread open her tense folds of wet flesh and she snugly accommodated all he had to give. His hands reached over her legs and down to grasp her trim waist and run his fingers across the gentle tight contours of her figure. She in turn wrapped her legs around him, her heels resting upon the upper soft cushion of his bare bottom. Slowly and gently he filled her and plunged into her icy core until he reached a familiar barrier that he wasn't expecting to find at all. His eyes opened wide to look at her resting out on the table her arms above her head and her breasts heaving with each content rise of her chest. You, you really haven't done this before, have you? The impact of what he was about to do dawned sharply upon him. I will have in a moment. She tightened her legs about him suddenly, and he instinctively thrust past that slight resistance. A sharp inhale of breath was all it took on her part to overcome the taking of her virginity, and then she was slowly coaxing him deeper inside her once more. The feeling of her innocence shattering around him made his heart suddenly ring out for her. She reached up to grasp his big broad shoulders and pulled herself up against his bare chest. The light hairs across his supple muscle teased at her nipples before her soft rounded tits squeezed against him and their mouths clashed together in a passionate dance of lips and tongues. 
William moved his arm around her to hold her statuesque figure against him whilst they kissed. With his free hand, he tenderly allowed his fingers to glide through the silken mass of her long dark hair. Their bodies entwined together as if they were made for each other as they began to move in a steady swaying rhythm. The chill of wave after wave of raw energy sizzled through Lady Winter's icy veins. With each movement he was bringing her back to toward that sweet blissful oblivion, and yet the experience was all the sweeter for the connection shared between them. His engorged length sank into the deepest part of her with every stroke and spread her tight slick pussy with its fierce and unrelenting force. A moan escaped against his lips when he could no longer hold a smooth rhythm in the confines of a pussy that was doing its damnedest to milk him dry. The resulting increase in pace made their kiss break apart resulting in a string of lewd sensuous moans from the beautiful ice queen. Still, on they went with a rampant desire fueling each of them as their bodies clashed together again and again. Soft slapping sounds echoed throughout the room whilst Williams slammed himself into her over and over in an unrelenting show of desperate longing. Lady Winter lolled her head back and he reached up beneath her arms to grasp her shoulders and keep those soft pillows of her cushy tits against his chest as they began to fuck as if possessed. She rolled her hips in a way that squeezed her cunt against his cock in all the right places and spurned him to ravish her needy chalice with ever more powerful and rapid thrusts that I in no time at all they were going at it like wild animals in heat and the power and Lady Winter served to freeze the air itself around them into crystalline flakes of snow. She closed her eyes, her smooth hair spilling down in waves with the force of each impact of her lover against her. Long, beautifully slender legs squeezed tightly around him suddenly as she felt the first unmistakable tremor of her climax. Her strength was beyond measure, and he was firmly locked against her, his cock impaling her until every inch of him was buried inside her pussy. Though he wouldn't have been long behind her, the sudden convulsions of her orgasming cunt brought him to an almost instant climax of his own. Lady Winter was already finding her body once again ravished by every single nerve ending in her freshly made voluptuous female form. Her beautiful electric blue flesh gleamed as brilliant white light pulsed through the veins beneath her skin. Her eyes once again burst forth with that icy luminous glow that pulsed with that same primal energy he had seen in her before. This time he didn't look away instead forcing himself to stare into the hearts of those twin suns and find the beautiful sapphire centers. Lady Winter's body trembled as she met that gaze brimming with lust and a wonderful fulfillment she'd never known. The surge of his thick cream toward the inevitable eruption that crashed through him in a truly spectacular release made her entire world shatter like glass and then slowly spill back together again. She savored each gush of his cool sticky syrup as it filled her, and carried such exquisite feelings along with it. As she felt him slump down to prop himself up on the table he had so enthusiastically fucked her upon with his strong arms, she laid herself back to quiver in the delights of all the sensations that come after a wonderful bout of such intimacy. She savored each little moment as it passed, and her eyes ceased to blaze quite so brightly and settled back into their rich fathomless blue state. William felt her legs unwind from about his body, and he regained enough of his composure to look down upon her again. A playful urge took his lips to kiss each of her sensitive nipples before placing a slow and tender kiss upon her hungry lips. His length softened inside her and slipped from her pussy after a job well done, and he was left to that kiss for a few long moments until he finally surfaced for air that his lungs no longer required. More, Lady Winter demanded. 
William let out an exhausted little affectionate laugh at the imperative, and his features shifted into a slightly humbler expression. I'd like to but I'm afraid I'm not as young as I once was. He suddenly found it rather embarrassing to look her in the eyes. Don't be foolish. She chided with a hint of impatience and an encouraging squirm of her shapely figure against him. I'm sorry. I want to. I really do. It's just that. This was getting very awkward very quickly. You are being an idiot, William. When you were alive you were constrained by the limits of your body but this. She reached up and pinched his shoulder between nimble fingers. This isn't flesh. You can take any shape here that you wish. Although I would recommend keeping to shapes you've already known. She didn't want him getting too excited and turning himself into a turnip or something similar. His current body had some working functions which she had found a recent keen interest in. It would have been a tragedy to lose them. The sudden revelation washed over his expression and made him appear slightly dumbstruck. He lifted himself to stand upright, and he lifted a hand before his eyes. It didn't take a great deal of concentration to renew his shape to that of a man in his early twenties. With each decade of youth that came upon him so came the memory of the one before and the key to changing his form back to the strong and notably much more conditioned form that he had inhabited all those years ago. In his prime he had been a keen player of rugby and football, and this gave him a strong familiar set of shoulders that flowed into thick lean muscular arms. His skin lost the wrinkles and the imperfections of a lifetime and pulled tight and firm over that incredibly appealing frame. Lady Winter found herself admiring the twin mounds of his pectoral muscles and the rippling trimness of his belly that had lost all hints of its previous slightly portly shape. His face shifted from the image of a kindly old man into a much more confident and sexy visage. He watched the back of his hand as it lost the wispy gray hairs and the veins beneath the skin receded into fresh, smooth skin. Strength which he thought was forever lost to him returned with a rallying cry when his hand lowered and he found himself looking down upon the willing sinfully proportioned beauty before him. The sudden yearning in his expression made Lady Winter smile in anticipation. That smile yielded into a soft moan as William descended upon her once again. His hands grasped her beautiful bare bottom and smoothly rolled her over upon her front with her legs hanging down over the edge of the table to settle upon tiptoes on the cool floor of the great hall. Her first reaction to being bent over the table was a twinge of disappointment for she had enjoyed the feeling of her breasts cushioning up against his chest whilst he was inside her. Now all she had to look at was the table beneath her and the far wall of the great hall. That was when he smoothly slid his slippery cock back into her. Lady Winter's entire body was racked with the intensity of that surging length as it plunged deep inside her tender cunt. Instinct made her lift her gorgeous ass to lash back against him. It wasn't as intimate, but he felt deeper inside her and stimulated different areas of her sensitive pussy with the new position. She loved it. Then he began to move, and the greatest advantage of his length thrusting inside her juicy pussy from behind abruptly became clear. A bliss-induced scream rang throughout the room from deep inside the lungs of the cerulean-hued beauty. The noise brought with it a sudden burst of wind that whipped around them and made him slam every inch of himself deep inside her once again. Taking the hint, he roughly grabbed her wrists and pulled them back, lifting up her upper body and arching her back in a scandalous pose that fueled the cold fire of lust that burned within him. Their bodies began rocking together in a series of quick, 
harsh movements that brought fresh squeals of delight from the female as her pussy tightened around his relentlessly pounding length. Her legs bent as her knees buckled at the sudden burst of pleasure that coursed its way through her making her eyes take light once again. Like the raging storm he fucked her whilst flakes of snow were spun up from the ground to glint and shine as they were blown about the room. Worshipful words were desperate to spill from both their tongues in awe of each other, and yet their minds had long since lost control of their voices to a harmony of moans and screams. William held tightly to her wrists and admired the flanks of her tits as they bounced against her chest beneath her. Holding her upper body aloft from the table allowed those generously proportioned globes to move freely, and the noise they made as they routinely bounced together was a rhythm that only served to make him fuck her harder still. Her feet tried to gain a hold on the ground in a feeble attempt at settling herself to push back against him, but she had to rely mostly on their linked arms to slam her heart-shaped bottom back against his onslaught. When he released one of her wrists she nearly fell unbalanced, and would soon have sunk back down onto the table if he hadn't reached beneath her to catch one of those soft, bouncing tits. The sudden feel of his hand upon that sensitive flesh made her splash cool fuck juices around his cock as she quickly reached yet another mind-shattering climax. The sensation didn't cease in the slightest, but only intensified when he began to lightly pinch at those engorged light blue nipples of hers. The reaction had made her thrash wildly, and he soon repeated the move with her other breast. Her hands came down to rest on the surface and hold herself up as he slammed her hips up against the edge of the table with each deep thrust. Sex with the old man that had fallen into her realm had been wonderful, but the younger William made some tornadoes seem mild by comparison in the force of the pleasure he was giving her. For William himself, it became almost impossible to maintain control as Lady Winter's silky pussy continued to massage and squeeze at his cock. The soft yet firm touch of her tits against his fingers as he teased the yielding flesh finally drove him over the edge with such blissful obscenity. With a loud slap he buried himself deep inside her hungry cunt and she quickly felt the ecstatic sensation of his thick cream spurting deep inside her. The steady gushes of the stuff poured forth again and again as the newly remade male found his own release. Their bodies locked against each other tightly as each lover became lost in the jubilant sensations that poured through them. As those waves of pleasure settled into the little aftershocks that often came after such an intense bout of passion, William slid out of the lady's slippery pussy and felt her muscles squeeze at his sensitive cock in protest. His snow-white seed spilled out from between those swollen light blue lower lips and she quickly rolled onto her back to look up at him when he released her. That intense white light in her eyes was fading, and she looked up at him with those stunningly beautiful features framed in a must-up mass of silken black hair. More. She hissed. William grinned and looked down at his length to confirm it hadn't lost an inch of its engorged length. It was the expression of a long-lost predatory confidence that made the lady who was so willingly spread before him quiver with eagerness. It seemed he was certainly up to the challenge. As it turned out. He was definitely up to the challenge as time became elusive in its passing and the bodies of the two lovers clashed together again and again. The thick table of clear ice lasted for four more thunderous rampages of lust before it finally cracked beneath them. All the while they barely slowed their ceaseless rutting. They ventured throughout the frozen castle into the empty rooms and throughout barren hallways barely noticing their surroundings as they clawed at one another and continued to thrust with unrelenting desire. 
William lost count of how many times he ravished her as days seemed to pass without sleep or pause. There was only her, the timeless creature whom he yearned for more than the light and warmth of the sun itself. He forgot the sensation of heat upon his skin and yielded to the constant comforting chill in the air. It was hers and so he adored the cold until his skin grew paler and paler into a pure brilliant white and then took on the faint blue tint of her own flesh. Lady Winter never seemed satisfied, always wanting more despite her body being near constantly battered with colossal impacts of ecstasy that she could never quite prepare herself for. She learned of the variety in the act as they shifted positions again and again. She rode his cock whilst bouncing in his lap as he sat upon her icy throne in the great hall, and she moaned with unquenchable lust when he lifted her legs up and fucked her soundly with her back to the wall in one of her long corridors. It must have been months later when Lady Winter finally contented herself by kissing his lips softly and standing upright from where she had been riding him upon the floor of one of the upper bedrooms. William's skin was now almost as blue as hers, his eyes had the same sharp intensity and as he marveled even then at the shapely figure of the beautiful woman standing over him he realized he still hadn't gotten enough of her. She stood up and her inner thighs shined with the mixture of his cream and her own nectar. As she looked down upon him he saw her eyes no longer seemed quite so cold as they regarded him. Her brows did throw into a slightly confused expression for a moment, until finally she stepped over to his side and turned to walk away to the doorway of the empty room. Where are you going? He sat up and called after her. The question brought an amused little purr from her throat as she looked over her shoulder back towards where he lay. Are you still not satisfied? That cool voice poured forth to his ears like music with a slightly playful lilt to her tone. More. He mimicked her usual response with a slight smirk, resting back upon his arms and looking casually upon her. There will be time for more very soon. Something has come to my attention. I must tend to it before I am able to indulge you again. The slight curve of her lips straightened out as she looked over him and out of the arched window to the snow-covered plains beyond. Hey, I'd like to think we're indulging each other here. Her countered somewhat defensively. Oh, we are William. In more ways than you know. I will return soon. Be ready for me. She ran her tongue along her pale blue lips in a way that made his cock twitch. Then she took her leave and he found himself alone in the empty shell of a room. Given that as he'd initially explored the castle he constantly had her very amicably plastered to him he hadn't noticed the real emptiness in those rooms. There was no furniture or decoration with only the shape of the small window overlooking the dark plains outside. It was also the first time he'd really stopped to take a look at himself. He was now just as blue-skinned as she was. The color lightened a little on his fingernails and upon his lips but he was otherwise a creature of the ice. Being with her had somehow changed him, though it certainly didn't seem to be for the worse. He felt better than he ever had and a quick mental check deemed all his faculties to be intact. When he looked into the glassy ice walls and saw his reflection looking back upon him the change was much more startling. In the first place he'd never been so fit in all his life. His body could have shamed a professional athlete as perfectly toned muscles slid and wound together with his every movement. His skin was obviously different in color but it was rich and smooth with the shine that gleamed from the blue winter light. It had been difficult to properly consider these changes with such a prominent 
and lovely distraction to keep him occupied but he found he wasn't actually all that worried about his slight metamorphosis. All he had done he had been more than willing to do and she was certainly pleasant company. As far as his death went, it seemed that the afterlife was a marked improvement upon what had come before. With Lady Winter gone, he walked through the long halls and glanced into rooms to see that they were all empty. Without her there the place seemed slightly spooky. Especially as the wind often made some very strange noises from the cracks and shapes in the ice. Though he might have been much more comfortable with the cold and the lady herself, her home still seemed like a haunted relic that could no longer be brought back to its former glory. It was hard not to imagine the pain of the sinners that had been brought here to shape the place for her. It was a pain that seemed to have lingered. William felt a sudden pang of sadness for his lover whom had to endure so long all alone in such a place. When he re-entered the main hall he saw that the place had changed. The throne was gone along with the tables and the carvings. It was still a vast room but the only thing to inhabit it was a statue of eyes stood up in the center William immediately recognized the figure that the glassy material was shaped to look like that it was a statue in the image of his wife. The ice was molded into a perfect recreation of how she looked when he'd first seen her. She wore the same skirt, the same blouse with the frilly sleeves captured on delicate flakes of frost. The sudden shock of seeing the statue made him halt in his tracks before he almost recoiled as if he'd been punched in the gut. A sudden mass of feelings bubbled up from within him, and he soon felt tears begin to freeze on his cheeks. He'd lost her. She'd been everything to him, and he'd lost her. It was a loss that had made his world as empty as the Ice Queen's castle. Holding back the pain of that loss was suddenly too difficult to bear and William stumbled forth to the feet of where the statue remained as a still sentinel of lost love. William crumpled down to the feet of the image of his wife and wept for a long time. The eventual cool touch of delicate fingertips on his bare shoulder brought him abruptly to his senses, though the emptiness still felt heavy in his heart. You did this? He asked Lady Winter, as he looked up at her unforgettable naked beauty. Yes. She replied with her own hint of sadness, as she turned her gaze from him to look upon the statue. Why? After all they had done he couldn't quite believe that she'd hurt him so much. Because she is still in your head and in your heart. Her presence should only linger in the latter where it should sit as a memory, and not as a shard of pain. There was a slight edge of envy in her expression as she looked upon the lifeless eye sculpture. She was all I wanted. William wiped the frozen tears from his cheeks and looked upon the statue. His voice shook as a fresh pulse of pain clawed at his throat. Th, this is an H how I thought I'd see her again. You wanted to be with her. Not with me. Lady Winter surmised and lowered her head. I wanted to be with her. I didn't expect you. He corrected her quickly. But now I am not enough. Your heart still longs for her, and you cannot give yourself to me fully. You hold back even in our most passionate moments from releasing her and accepting me. Lady Winter stood still, her eyes distant and lost amidst troubling thoughts. I don't I. William started to protest. Do not lie to me, human. Her voice was so cold that the snow at her feet hardened and long thin shards of ice began to rise from the ground around her. William was about to protest. Anger arose in him as the frustration and the weakness of his heightened emotions got the better of him. He was about to scream at her and tell her that she didn't know anything. 
his hands clenched into fists, and he prepared to steel himself for whatever her wrath might be. Then he remembered the statue of the woman he had loved and thought of just how much of an ass she'd think he was. It didn't help matters at all when he realized that Lady Winter was perfectly correct. So, William lifted himself to his feet in a slow, loping set of movements before rising to face the cerulean visage of his lover. She died before she was forty. Road accident. It wasn't the driver's fault. No one to blame. It was just, I couldn't deal with it. I blocked myself off. Drank a lot. When I started working again I just pushed everything down. Dot until now. He looked back at the statue with a hint of wonder that it had made him unleash all that pent-up pain. Loss is never kind to mortals. It makes you do stupid things. It makes you forget what you've lost. It made you forget that she would not want to see you suffer so. Lady Winter's hands slipped up along his back to settle upon his shoulders and offer a gentle squeeze of reassurance when she heard him stifle a sob at her words. I just didn't want to forget her. William said. You won't, William. I know nothing of heaven. I doubt it exists. The souls of your kind seem to fade back into the world that made them as their bodies pass. Yet your wife still remains with you in your memories of her. She always will. I ask that you move on and live a life with me. It will be a long life. It will last until the end of time. Then, if I am wrong, we will both see Lisa together. I would like to meet her. The lady nuzzled her lips against the nape of his neck as she finished her words. For a long time William remained silent. She had uttered the name of his wife and it felt like the first time he'd heard that sweet sound of Lisa in a long time. He took a long heavy breath and felt the twinge of that old wound begin to close when he remembered the life he'd had with her. It had been a good life, a life worthy of remembering without sadness or fear. He lifted his hand and gently stroked his fingertips across the crystalline surface of the statue's cheek. It was a way he had always greeted her, and now it was how he would leave the pain of her loss behind. Thank you. He turned away to face the Lady of Storms once more. I am winter. I am the end of the cycle. Bringing that ending to the world is in my nature, and bringing the end to your pain was in my power. The way we have been has brought a connection between us. It is a connection that makes me wish to see you content. She looked upon him with the great depths of those sapphire blue eyes. He didn't find it so difficult to meet her gaze anymore. Is this connection also the reason I've turned into a giant smuff? He smiled for the first time since he'd seen the statue of his wife. Lady Winter approved, even if she didn't quite know what a smuff was. If you refer to your skin color then yes. You are a soul in the shape of a man and such actions as we have performed. Such as screwing like bunnies. Such as screwing like bunnies. She affirmed with an enticing curve of her lips. These actions make your soul connect to me. It gives me power. It seems that the connection goes both ways for I seem to have had an effect on you. Is it a change you dislike? William wiped the frozen tears from his face and rubbed his eyes before shaking his head. Nope. Actually, I think the blue look is pretty sexy on you. Do you like it on me? He lifted his arms to settle them across her hips and gently squeeze her firm bottom with his hands. I do. Do you think that these smuff people are equally appealing as me? 
There was a notable hint of jealousy in her voice as her arms instinctively wrapped about his shoulders and her body pressed against his. The sudden burst of laughter that came forth from deep inside his lungs was a highly pleasant noise in the great silence of the hall, and she savored it. Of course that didn't mean she wasn't extremely confused. I think you'd win a beauty contest with a smuff hands down. He chuckled, barely able to keep his voice restrained from laughing. That is good. Lady Winter purred and jumped up to wrap her legs around his waist. He quickly caught her slender figure and felt a familiar and very satisfying anticipation tingle through him. Tio showed just how much he agreed with her. He lightly tilted his head and caressed her open lips with his. The delicate touch released a little moan of her cool breath against his tongue and enticed him to playfully nip her lower lip with his teeth. The little stab of pain made her fuse her mouth to his in a kiss that made him quiver all the way down to his toes. When he returned that loving touch with equal passionate force Lady Winter quickly realized that he wasn't holding back any longer. It wasn't merely the touch of her he craved now but the outpouring of her desire and her fledgling love for him. She felt that hunger in every movement of his body against hers. She cared for him, she liked him and even then she would have been terribly distraught to be without him. Yet none of those feelings was comparable to the sensations of love that emanated from the connection between them. It poured into her icy veins like white-hot energy, and her eyes immediately burst open with bright brilliant light. It was felt in the ravenous clash of their tongues and lips in a feral rhythm that burst with unrestrained passion. It was in the caress of their bodies held so tightly together with her soft round breasts cushioned against his smooth marble-like muscle and her long gorgeous legs locked around him. Finally, it was most intensely felt in the way his length slowly slipped against her saturated chalice, begging to be slid inside where they would both find the release they so desperately wanted dot on trembling legs. William carried her out through the great door in the main hall that led outside. The frozen palace wasn't a place he found welcoming and the snow plains beyond would provide a more comfortable locale for them to play. They passed through the courtyard and out into the plains beyond with Lady Winter held firmly against him as he stumbled and wavered in the general direction he was aiming for. When he finally felt the thick drifts of snow beneath his feet he quickly spun to fall back into the fluffy white layer. The sudden drop broke their kiss and made the lady squeal with delighted shock as she felt to straddle his hips and look down upon his appealing masculine figure laid back in amidst that familiar snow. The connection between them had allowed her to see his pain and to observe some of his memories. There was one in particular that he was obviously keen to relive, and she was only too happy to oblige. As he laid in the snow looking up at the beautiful curves of those soft breasts and the alluring features of the face that lie beyond them he would have been hard-pressed to imagine a place he'd rather be than right there in the heart of winter. It was then that the sapphire-skinned beauty placed her hands upon his chest and slowly pushed herself down along his body. Her soft round tits flattened against his hard muscle as she slid her gorgeous feminine form across him until he felt the length of his cock slip between her bountiful breasts and pop up beneath her chin moments later. Her hands caressed their way from his chest to settle upon the outside of his thighs as his heart began to thunder against his ribcage when he realized what she was about to do. The cool wet tongue sent an electric thrill through his aching member as she slowly licked around its peak. Before she had met him she would have found the very idea of such an act to be sickening but the way it made his eyes brighten for her and the knowledge that she was pleasuring him in the same way he had done to her was uniquely satisfying. 
William watched his peaks slip between those electric blue lips and felt the first tentative suck. The sensation made him close his eyes for the sight of that beautiful creature bent over on her knees to suck him was almost enough to send him over the edge. Instead he was left to savor the way her tongue gently caressed the underside of his helmet with soft circular motions whilst her lips sealed around his length and gently sucked him into his own private paradise. Eager to see that she was doing so well, Lady Winter continued her efforts with vigorous enthusiasm. She began to slowly bob her head up and down until only the tip of his cock was between her lips before slowly sucking all but the base of his impressive length into her waiting mouth. With every little shudder of pleasure and groan of approval that came from him she learned where all his little weak spots were. His hands grabbed handfuls of snow and crushed them into hard diamond-like shards of ice. Holding himself back was damn near impossible, and just as he was about to burst he felt her mouth leave his tender lance, and he opened his eyes to see why she would deny him such an explosive release. In retrospect he probably shouldn't have as the blue-skinned beauty lowered her mouth to gently roll his heavy balls on her tongue. Her fingers wrapped around his girth and lightly stroked along his slippery length. The familiar sensations of his legs growing tense, that quiver of electric bliss tingling along his spine and the sudden heavy pulses along the length of his cock left little to be mistaken about. I'm, I'm going to was all he managed to eke out of his breathless voice by way of warning before he felt the first blast of his climax shatter his excitement and replace it with pure bliss. Lady Winter quickly ran her tongue up the length of his member and sealed her lips over the tip to feel the first gush of his thick cream splash against her tongue. The excitement of drinking such a precious liquid made her pussy quiver with excitement. Nothing could have prevented that first mouthful of him from being hungrily swallowed down her throat. It was instinct, and she loved drinking from him. The act was initially purely for his enjoyment, and yet she found herself only too happy to feel the next spurt of that tasty cream splatter the inside of her mouth. She savored the taste of him. It wasn't the most pleasant of tastes, but it was far from unbearable, and she enjoyed the cool, luscious texture against her tongue. It was difficult for William's mind to believe his eyes. The stunning female was a literal force of nature, a goddess famed for her cruelty and her harsh, unforgiving season. Then, as she lifted her eyes to gaze upon him with such adoration whilst she delighted in the taste of his release, it was hard to comprehend the change in her, and yet he felt it to his very core. The sight of her raising her lips up along his length and then opening her mouth to show him his own seed upon her tongue served to keep him rigid. A drop of that gooey cream spilled from the corner of her plush lips to fall directly upon the deep curve of her cleavage before she closed her mouth and swallowed down all he'd had to give. After such a performance, he was only too eager to return the favor and taste her succulent sex once more. No sooner had the idea crossed his mind, however, than Lady Winter had lifted her body and positioned his length pointing to the apex of her firm thighs. Moments later the glorious sensation of sinking into her tight, slippery channel smashed his thoughts to pieces and raw instinct reclaimed the reins. He laid there on his back in the endless winter snow with his hands soon coming to rest upon the curve of her hips as they began to grind in short quick motions. The movement stirred his cock against her icy flesh and sent pleasurable shocks through his body with each movement. With each sway of those beautifully curved hips the world around them seemed to grow colder and colder. 
The drop in temperature only served to remind him that he was her creature now for he found comfort in amidst the chills as he once had in the warmth of the sun bending his knees to plant his feet firmly on the ground. He acquired enough leverage to move in time with her as she rode his cock with such obscene grace. Her eyes closed and her lips parted into a silent scream of delight when she felt his movements and he quickened the pace. Her pussy was rising to the brink of an inevitable release she so longed for. There was no more holding back from him. Every move was an expression of shared loving bliss and he was obviously ravenous for more. The power that flowed through her was unlike anything she had ever known, unfettered and pure in its indescribable potency. The sight of her as she moved with her back lightly arched and her beautiful round breasts bouncing in the open air was simply stunning. The light blue pebbled nipples traced small circles before her as the steady slapping of their bodies coming together again and again became the rhythm of their furious passion for each other. William's strong hands caressed along her shapely figure and eventually came to cup those bouncing breasts as she continued to ride him relentlessly. It was difficult for him to simply lie back with such a vision before him and he lifted himself to sit upright, giving those bountiful blue globes a loving squeeze before wrapping his arms around her. Their lips met as his length plunged into Lady Winter one final time and both lovers finally found their release. The volcanic surge of power that lifted through both of them at the peak of their climax was unforgettable. Both of their spirits were engulfed in that same brilliant white light that emanated from the lady's eyes and amidst the throes of passion. The light became so intense that William heard the great shuddering collapse of the ice castle as if it was a distant echo. The lady's kiss continued on unhindered by the sounds of her home falling to pieces. Wind came soon after, whipping snow around them in a swirling twister as the great spires of blue ice nearby came crashing into the ground. Neither of them saw the end of that cold barren place for in that moment there was only each other and the light shared between them. The pleasure burst through him. The release became not only physical but spiritual as he allowed another to share what he had long since locked away so deeply. The light was so intense that it was ending the winter world all around them until finally the lady and William vanished from that place completely and left what remained to find its own ending. Within moments that palace of ice had been turned into little more than mere broken shards of its once majestic form. The great plains of pure white snow yielded to the hungry darkness encroaching over the land. In the last moments of the realm of winter only one thing survived until the very end a single statue of ice in the shape of a woman who had once been the love of William's life. The old pain of lost love that Lady Winter had weaved the statue from kept it safe from the darkness for much longer than the rest of the realm could hold together for. Then, eventually, the statue shattered and the pain it carried became no more than a memory. William was slightly shocked by the sudden change that washed over him when he and the lady had vanished from her realm. One moment there had been nothing but light, the taste of her lips on his, and the indescribable pleasure of his release. Now everything was dark. Very dark. Very dark and very, wet. The river dot he lifted his gaze to see the silver ceiling of moonlight on the frozen surface of the river above. His body ached and tingled all over as he felt the familiarity of being alive once more. The cold didn't bother him as it hadn't in winter's realm but there was one other notable aspect of being alive that was becoming quite a drawback in his current state. He needed to breathe. 
His limbs moved in unison as he kicked his way up to the surface and saw the ice above him part in a welcoming gesture, as if the winter air was an old friend awaiting his return. The water's surface broke and he inhaled the first lungful of air since his rebirth. It was a breath that rushed into his lungs and brought life back to his body. Instinct made him claw at the ice that covered the river's surface, and the slick glassy material moved and reshaped itself to assist him in pulling his body up out of the water. More gasps of air filled his lungs as he found himself face down on the glassy surface of the ice looking at his reflection. He recognized the thick coat he was wearing, torn and still bloody from the impact of the car that had broken him. The face looking back upon him was the same healthy youthful visage of the man he'd been in his mid-twenties. His skin was no longer blue but a normal if rather pale hue of its old color dot he'd been staring at his reflection with an understandably dumbstruck expression set upon his features when he heard a voice carry through the night to his ears. If you stare at yourself any longer then one might be forgiven for thinking you're a touch self-obsessed. The familiar sultry female voice made William turn his head immediately dot on the bridge where his murderers had cast his body into the river, perched upon her perfect behind with her long bare legs crossed over each other, was Lady Winter. She too had changed in one notable way in that her skin had turned from that gorgeous sapphire blue color to become as white as snow. The effect had no impact whatsoever on her breathtaking allure but it did serve to make her appear more human. She wore a long black evening gown that showed off her bare legs and a somewhat scandalous neckline that displayed an ample eyeful of cleavage. Her feet remained bare and she seemed to have no problem whatsoever with the freezing temperatures of her surroundings. Of course she didn't. Seeing her brought a confused but genuine smile to William's slightly muddy face and he pulled himself to his feet. What is this? He looked around as if half expecting to see the blue ice castle in the distance. This is your world. Do you not recognize it? Surely it cannot have changed so much in half an hour? She looked around as if wondering what he was finding so confusing. I'm alive! H. How? William felt his voice choke in the back of his throat. Well, Lady Winter scooted off of the end of the bridge to land on the icy river below. The ice beneath her feet couldn't have been more than a few millimeters thick and yet it quite comfortably held her without so much as a crack as she made her way towards him. That last performance was something of a game-changer. You showed me love, unrestrained and without holding anything back. I told you that such an act has power. Power enough to create life or, if you know how, power to restore a life that has been recently lost. I'd had enough of my realm and thought you might like to live here in your world instead. So I remade you with a few small changes and brought you back here. I told you that time passes differently in my realm. You've barely been gone. William instinctively took her into a gentle embrace as her words made his legs feel like jelly. Your realm is gone? Doesn't that mean that winter is over and we're all going to cook? William asked with understandable concern. I am winter, William. As long as I exist then you need not trouble your thoughts on such matters. In fact in many ways I'm feeling much better than I ever have. She lowered her head to settle herself against his shoulder. You did this for me? he asked as she nuzzled her lips against his neck. Of course. Did I do something wrong? The kiss that followed was so ferocious that it made her toes curl as a fresh wave of energy coursed its way through her body. Clearly she hadn't done anything wrong. Come on. 
He told her as he snatched her hand and made his way up to the road. Where are we going? The question carried a hint of amusement and a lot of excitement. Well, the night is young, the snows stopped, and the stars are out. We're going to fix an old lady's heater. Then I think I'm going to teach you how to dance. After that it's your turn to think of something for us to do. He kept hold of her hand as they walked down the road together. I'm sure I'll think of something. Her lips took on a wicked smirk. What's that you're humming? An old song. I think it's one you might like. Oh? How does it go? I'm not singing. He chuckled softly as she protested by gracefully stepping in front of him and giving him a look of playful disapproval. Fine then. He lifted her hand and placed his other on her hip, giving her a notable tug against him. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. William playfully sang in his best Dean Martin impersonation as they danced down along the road together. She immediately liked the way his little tune made him move his body against hers. The little touches, the melody of his voice, and the glint in his eyes made the lady grin with enjoyment. A beautiful sight. He paused to set a light kiss on the lips of the beautiful sight before his eyes. We're happy tonight. With a smooth gesture he gracefully spun her about in his arms eliciting a delighted laugh from her in the process. Walking in a Winter Wonderland Epilogue Robbie Trent jingled his car keys in his hand as he walked up the stairs to his flat. One of his neighbors had their door open, their New Year party having started earlier than most. Robbie glanced inside where a group of people were cheerfully singing the Christmas number one and he caught sight of a silent weatherman on television with the caption coldest winter ever rolling along beneath him on the screen. The snow had barely stopped all week but it wasn't going to stop him having a great new year. Arriving at his own door, he slipped the key in the lock whilst thinking about the excitement of the night that lay before him. The door opened and he absently flicked on the light only to come to an abrupt halt when he saw the lone figure in his home. Hey! What the foo! He stopped mid-obscenity when he saw the woman stood in his living room dot she'd been there in the dark, looking out of his window. There was no sign of a break-in and looking upon her made Robbie feel suddenly very nervous. Too bad for her when Robbie got nervous people tended to get hurt. He felt his hands clench into fists as she turned to face him dot he felt like he'd just gotten the best belated Christmas present ever. Whoever the woman was, she was going to remember him by the morning whether she wanted to or not. No one broke into his house and got away with it. If he could have some fun along the way, so much the better. Hello, Robert. The snowy-skinned beauty asked with a polite if somewhat distant tone of voice. Baby, you really picked the wrong house. Robbie's face contorted into a vicious snarl before he lunged forwards and immediately came crashing down face first into the hard wooden flooring beneath him. No. I don't believe I did. The woman gently corrected him as she watched him slowly try to regain his feet upon the slippery surface of the ice that had formed across his floor. You know I wasn't entirely sure how to handle this. If it wasn't for you I wouldn't have met the man I love. Then in the last week I've been shown such a different aspect to my season than the one I am used to. Snowball fights, laughing children, smiling faces. It has changed me. What the fuck is this? I'm gonna fucking kill you. Robbie grabbed his sofa and spat a mouthful of blood onto the floor. 
The moment his hand touched the fabric of his sofa he felt the eye settle over his bare skin, and he instinctively pulled away but couldn't manage to break that frozen grip. The woman remained still as she watched him struggle, until his feet stopped slipping on the floor and instead set when the ice rose up and settled around his trainers. Anger gave way to confusion, and then to an immediate and intense fear when he started to feel his veins beginning to freeze and his hand lose all sensation. William, the man you told your friends to throw in my river, didn't want me to come here tonight. He is a good man. I hope he will forgive me. The raven-haired woman smiled dreamily, and it seemed like the steadily freezing Robbie wasn't there with her for a few moments. Finally, she snapped her intense blue eyes back upon him. I have decided that I will love William very much. Yet love isn't in my nature and I fear I once lost much because I wasn't true to who I am. I think I must find a balance, and I cannot forgive or forget what you did to him. Robbie was now desperately trying to strain his muscle but his body wouldn't move. His heart had begun to slow, and he felt his lungs beginning to freeze in his chest. But alas, I must leave you. I have to see your two friends before the night is out, and then my love awaits me. We're going dancing. I like dancing very much. Her eyes took on a dreamy gleam as she gave Robbie a malicious smile and planted a small kiss upon his brow that began the process of spreading her ice over his mind. But I fear I am still winter, and winter can be cruel. With a parting pat and amidst the crisp strands of his frozen hair, Lady Winter walked past the one responsible for William's murder and flicked off the light before leaving through the open doorway. The last thing Robbie knew was the darkness. The darkness and the winter cold. The end.